morning, everyone. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. So glad that you're here today. If you want to just find somewhere to park yourself today, that'd be great. Welcome to those who are joining online today. Glad that you're with us. Hope that you can just stay connected with us all the way through to the end of the service today. Looking forward to today. Sam's is going to be speaking, so looking forward to that. Hopefully everybody else is as well, Sam's. <laughs> um, but it's good to be in God's house today. I don't know, does it feel like New Year to you? No, I think the overwhelming feeling is that what happened to New Year this year, normally we have the party in the church and uh, there's all those kind of routines that we normally have and we've not had them and it's just felt a bit strange. So, But hey, we're in 2022 and I don't know about you, but I'm believing that God's going to do some new things in this year. Um, we need to see some breakthroughs. Um, there are people who have been praying for things for a long time, and I'm just praying that this will be the year where we see some of the answers to those prayers and uh, really see breakthroughs. We're going to worship God today, and uh, I trust that you are able to, to really go full voice today uh, and worship God because he's worthy of our praise it's funny, we were just in here uh, practicing not so very long ago. And uh, when you're singing full voice, because I'm going to be leading today, uh, when you're practicing, it just feels a bit strange because you're singing to an empty room uh, in a sense. But here we are. And I, I just pray that you can really open up your lungs and open up your voices today to praise God because he's worthy of our praise. Do we agree with that today? He's worthy. He is worthy of our praise. And that's that's why we come to church on a Sunday. We come to worship God. Yeah, there's all these other things that we do. And it's great to do those things. It's great to connect with people. But primarily we're here to worship God because he is worthy of our praise. And when we praise him, God comes and lives in our praise. He inhabits our praise. We experience the presence of God in our praise. And so let's stand as we pray. If you're able to stand, that would be great. And uh, Father, we just ask that you would just anoint us today, anoint our voices to praise you. Father, we pray that you would just anoint everyone who takes part today in whatever way. And Father, we pray that we would praise you with everything that is within us today. Father, that we would hold nothing back from you today. Father, whether we're online, whether we're in person, Father, no matter what, Lord, we pray that we would open up our lungs and our voices to really worship the King of Kings today in this place. Father, we pray that your name would be honored, that your name would be lifted up in this place today. And Father, we pray that we would encounter you today. We pray for your presence in this place today. Lord, we know that you're here. We know that you're with us all the time. We believe that because you've said it and we experience it. But Father, we pray that you just presence yourself in a, a tangible way today. Father, may we just experience your presence. Father, we pray, pray particularly as we praise you, Lord, that we would experience your presence and our praise today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen.
Jesus. to say is that you need to stop trying to do things in your own strength to stop leaning on your own understanding and to have a turnaround in the way that you approach things the way that you approach life the way that you approach problems that you need to stop leaning on your own understanding, stop trying to do things in your own strength and begin to seek his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge, his solutions to the problems that you're facing and to lean into him and to draw on him as your source of strength and that you just experience something fresh and different in the way that you approach God, in the way that you're approaching life and just to relax into the things that God has for you and my, my prayer is that this year is a different year for so many people. Father, I just pray today that this would be a year where we indeed stop wrestling with some of the things that we've been wrestling with. Father, many people have been wrestling with things and uh, wrestling in their understanding and their thinking. Father, may this be a day where we just let go of the wrestling. Father, that we just begin to come to that place of peace and surrender in you. Father, I think of uh, Jacob who wrestled and wrestled and wrestled. But Father, he, he, he came to a place where he had to stop wrestling, where the angel touched his hip and he, he really walked about with that limp uh, for the rest of his life. But Father, there was a point in time where he stopped wrestling. It wasn't necessarily wrong to wrestle in, in, in that sense. But Father, there came a point in time where he stopped wrestling. Father, a, a, a time in life where Jacob changed um, and Father, I just pray that we would come to that place where we stop wrestling with things. And Father, where we just put our trust in you. Father, your word tells us to not, not to lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge you. And then, the, and then it's where you direct our path. And so, Father, we pray, help us to lean into these things. Father, help us to experience you in new ways. Uh, as, as we live out this Christian faith, as we live out our lives. Father, we're living it out in front of our families. We're living our Christian lives out in front of our neighbors and our friends and our colleagues and work. But Father, we're, we're living our Christian lives out before a spiritual world that's so attuned to your church and what we're doing. Father, a spiritual world that sometimes comes against the church and seeks to, to, to prevent the church from growing. Father, help us to re remember that you will build your church and that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, Father, continue to lead us into these things as your people, not just this church, but, Father, your church across this area. Father, your church across uh, West Lothian and, uh, and further afield, Father, across the Central Belt, across our nation of Scotland and across our nation in the UK. Father, that you would just move upon your church. Father, we need something fresh from you in your church. Father, help us to press into those things and to experience uh, those breakthroughs. So, Father, we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated if you're not already. Thank you to the band and all the technicians for serving. I'm going to be sitting down in just a little minute, um, but there are some things that we need to do. Um, I am going to do this photograph for our track and trace. So if you'd like to just say Wensleydale, I'm trying to think of as many cheesies as I can, but all my jokes are pretty cheesy, eh? That's another story. Um, so, uh, yeah, just if you missed the opportunity to give to our uh, Christmas offering for Open Doors, you can still do that. Um, either in person or through stewardship services. We have an account with them, so you can do it there as well. Um, 
So uh, if you're interested in information about that, just ask Lindsay. She'll uh, <laughs> give you the information that you're needing. And just as well uh, to give you some highlights for uh, the coming year, we have some visiting speakers already lined up. So in this year, we're going to invite, uh, well, we've already invited, these people have already confirmed, uh, Fred Drummond from Evangelical Alliance Scotland is going to be with us, so looking forward to that. Zach Payne from Convoy of Hope Europe is going to be with us as well. Uh, Glenn Balfour, who's the Vice President of our Bible College, uh, he will be with us on the 21st to 22nd of May. Put those dates in your diary. That's a save the date thing. So 21st and 22nd of May, uh, Glenn Balfour will be doing a Bible weekend with us. Um, I, I remember being uh, a probationer doing my training, and uh, Glenn was given a message at one of our Inspire Weeks. And I, I was truly mesmerized as this guy was preaching and speaking. Um, and somebody in the, tapped me on the shoulder when he'd finished. Somebody was sitting beside me, a colleague at the time, and said, that was for you. I was like, I know, I know. It was really exciting. So just to hear uh, God's word shared in that way was exciting for me. And, and Glenn uh, is going to be coming up and spending some time with us as a church, getting us excited about the Bible. We're also going to be having a visit from a, a young man called George from Watoto. And George is going to be sharing his story. And we really need to hear this story. Your friends need to hear George's story as well. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be kind of in the middle of the year. Uh, we don't have a fixed date for that yet. So looking forward to George uh, coming to share with us. Um, I'm going to just put a, a little presentation up. I'm not stealing too much of your time, Sam's, I hope. Um, but I was just going to encourage us in 22 to get into the Bible Let's get into the Bible in a way we've never done before. God wants to speak to us, and the primary way that he speaks to us is through the Bible. And there are various apps that I use. I just wanted to highlight some apps today. I use the Olive Tree Bible app. It's a paid app, um, but you can download various translations of the Bible. I use this one for all my, my kind of highlights and stuff like that. Um, more recently, I started using an app called YouVersion. Um, it's great for devotionals. You can uh, down that, download that onto your iPad and you can do devotionals and it all gets fed into your, your device. Um, as you can see, I'm on track with my devotional. I'm doing another 365-day devotional. So I'm on track, but it's only the second. <laughs> um, but it's great to actually read through the whole Bible. If you've not done that, can I encourage you to make this the year where you read through the whole Bible? Because it's very easy to get sucked into reading little verses and, and just kind of little bits and pieces at a time, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I do that as well. I, I can get locked in a verse for weeks, just one verse. But we need to read the whole Bible to get the big picture of what the Bible is about. So I want to encourage you to do that. There's another app called Bible Hub. There's loads and loads of free uh, resources on Bible Hub, commentaries galore if you want to drill down into the, the content a lot more deeply you can. And just lastly, this is newly launched I, as far as I believe, because I looked at it just before the, 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 the new year and it wasn't available in the UK, but Bible Project have an app now, uh, an app which will take you through the whole picture of the Bible and give you that big picture, give you that understanding, and it's all free. So there are so many resources available electronic. If none of this is resonating with you, You've got a paper Bible, just get it out and have a plan and start reading it. But I want to encourage you to really get into the Bible in 2022. And really the key in all of this is consistency. How many people find themselves, if you're doing a devotional, 365, you find that you've missed a day and then you've missed another day and then it's like you've missed a week and it's like, oh... I want to encourage you to make time to read it every day, to spend time in God's presence every day because that will change the way that you look at things. And as we change as individuals, the church changes. The, we can't, as a leadership, make the church change. Only we, as the church body, can make the church change. So I want to just encourage you to get into God's Word in this new year right at the start. I'm not going to say any more. I'm going to hand over to Sam's, who's going to come and share God's Word with us. So let's give Sam's a big welcome.
Good morning. So, what do we do without uh, reminders? As, well, as I'm getting old, I realize that I need a lot of reminders to keep things going. Notes and phones and all that kind of stuff. But hey, we made that way. I was talking about age just now, yeah? <laughs> Still need another aid. <laughs> Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you because you are our God and we do not come here just to socialize today. We actually came to worship you. So I say, Father, that as we worship you, let our worship be a sweet-smelling sacrifice unto your holy name this morning. May all the glory, all the honor, all the worship be yours today. And I pray, Lord, that as I speak, let it not be my word, but your word to your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Today, I'm going to talk about Christian, a Christian's journey. And that Christian is actually myself. I'm going to give a testimony telling about me to you and hoping that uh, when we talk about Christianity, it's not an abstract. It's not just something we're reading off the Bible. It is true, and we are living a life. And it is not always a smooth road. It's not always straightforward. But hey... God has ordained us, he has given us that position, he has called us to himself and given us this life to live, and we will do that. So I pray that God will give you some insight into things that you could do better in your life or see where I have gone wrong and you take it from there and do it better. If you're online, welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church this morning and God bless you. Um, we have had 2020-2021 as a year of anxiety, of fear. We've had a couple of friends pass away, tumor. COVID has brought separation, isolation, bereavement. And hey, we are into a new year. So I decided to quote the, the signature of my pastor, it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. That's God speaking. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hallelujah. Are you worried about the past? Do you still live in fear and isolation? Are you locked up in the house and worried? God is speaking this morning. Say, forget the former things. This is a prophecy going out. You don't need to worry anymore. God is in charge. He's always been. Do not dwell on the past. See, he is doing a new thing. It springs up. Perceive it. He's making a way where you think things are locked up. God is making a way. He's the way maker. He's making a way even in the wilderness. Streams in wasteland. Hallelujah. So, I say happy new year everyone. Let's give a Lord a roaring It is good. It is a threshold we just crossed there. Every year you move, you move, we move. We count our days of birth. We celebrate birthdays. It gives landmarks. And we have had a rough 2020 and we are into 2021. And now we are in 22. And 
I am believing that God will do a new thing this year. In 20, we were living in fear. There is no vaccine, no this, no that. Oh, what's going to happen? 2021, the vaccine arrived. We get the jug, first round, second round, booster, and all that. 2022, uh, this will become like a, a, a flu, and we'll crack on with life as always. So I wish you all a happy and prosperous new year. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 5, I take it from verse 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sent for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Well, my journey began, my journey, my Christian journey began with my dad, actually. Um, this young man then was born into a Muslim family. His own father was like a, a Muslim pagan. He still had his traditional cultural thing going, that baggage. And then he had embraced Islam. He had married to another woman from the northern part of Nigeria, as you will know. That is another core thing. Core Muslim woman to his, to, to, as a mom. And then they gave birth to him. And there he is born into a culture where there is core African thing going on and there is Islamic thing going on. And amongst all his brothers, he was there and he went to a crusade one day in a, in a town called Oguma. And he said he stood there and the thing was going on. The man was speaking about Christ. And he realized that, what am I doing? I need to give my life to Christ. And against all odds, Despite being surrounded by brothers and sisters and parents who have nothing to do with Christianity, the light shone in his life. And he became a Christian. And hence, I was lucky to be born into a Christian who I begin to wonder, supposing he had remained a Muslim, would I have had the opportunity to be a Christian? Because I can see a lot of his brother's children are still there, and they are Muslims today. Some of them are into this rubbish stuff that we do in, in the name of paganism and or uh, traditional African religion and that kind of stuff. But today, I am born in a, in a Christian home, and I inherited it. Well, Daddy was a firebrand Christian. Actually, as of now, he is a pastor. Uh, he likes to be called reverend. <laughs> so being brought up in the Orthodox Church, we were basically drilled on things about hell. Repent or you perish. Oh, it's a holy God. We must rever him. We, God does not tolerate sin. The wages of sin is death. God is to be feared and revered and all that kind of stuff. And you have no choice but to constantly stay in awe, watch your, your thingy, and make sure that you are not doing anything wrong because you cannot think of the adverse side of it. If you miss it, 
woe betides you. Well, I will tell you this one thing. That all that is true. God hates sin. God wants us to turn and repent. And come to the knowledge of Christ. And embrace Christ. And walk in accordance to his will. No matter how we decide to water down Christianity. To make it palatable to the audience who hear or speak about Christ. We should never neglect to tell them the basic truth of the matter. That it is necessary that we avoid any appearances of evil, that we stick with the basic concepts of godliness, which is being righteous. Righteousness is, not a, is, a, is a big word used in the church, but it simply means doing what is right. Anyway, I'm going to say something. I was born unique. I sat down there and I was looking at everybody. They were walking and all that kind of stuff. Nine months old. I said, stuff it. I'm not going to crawl even. Stood up one day, started walking. We are all unique. We are all beautifully created by God. Psalm 139. I take it from verse 13. It's one of my favorite ones. It says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that fully well. Each and every one of us is a unique creation of God. The power of God is at work in your life. So don't take a second position in your life at any time. Know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe, before, beyond what you can see or imagine, made you as you are. Why should you be afraid of anything? I was brought up to respect elders, to fear God. And my mother, her name is Agnes, had great influence on my character. She was angelic, quiet, peaceful woman. But she's like water, you know. Water will always find its level. She is firm. And she put these principles in me. No matter how wayward I was, he always, she always knocks me back. As a child, I liked adventure. I was never keen about Culture, but I do pry into the secrets that the tradition holds. I questioned everything. I was never having that quiet. I'm always on the go. And whatever does not seem right in my little way of judging things or making sure everything is fair, I'll keep dreaming. Why? Why? Well, this one is really cool. When I was a kid, I, my father was in the city. He's into medical. And, but I actually love the rural a lot. So I always leave my dad and come and live, stay with my father's brother, who is a Muslim as well, and tells us funny stories. But this one, on my way to school, there's always like a shrine somewhere. And uh, I always peep into this shrine to see what's happening. On some good days, I will get some nice bananas. Uh, other days, I will even get some coins, and I will pick them up. And I will come the next day, and there is more. Why? Because I'm the God that is answering this person's prayer. And he's always leaving the things for me, and I'm always enjoying myself. But brethren, we do not serve a dead God. We serve a living God. Hallelujah. All, while others carry their God, our God carries us through. That's the difference that we make as Christians. Even as young as I was then and doing all this misbehavior, I knew I was bigger than these gods that all these people are worshiping. And that's why I have the impetus, the, the courage, the, the strength to carry whatever is there and say, yeah, 
Let me answer their prayer for them. Let me eat it and let them know that their God is <laughs> it's not working for them. <laughs> my, my daddy's brother, his name is Zachary. Uh, he's never been to a Quran school or whatever, but he knows how to tell stories. I'll give you one of his fable stories, and uh, it's about uh, this Anabi. Anabi, uh, Muhammad was passing by, and the women were cutting, you know, this vegetable called okra. And they were cutting the okra, and they had the knife in their hand, and Anabi looked so handsome that they were not even looking in their hands, and they were cutting it. Hence, we have the lines in our hand. <laughs> And I questioned him one day. I said, uncle, he said, yeah. I said, they were holding knives in one hand, yeah, and cutting in the other hand. How come the other hand still has lines in them? <laughs> I was a little fearless. But anything that goes against God, I have my reservations. I have immense respect for my brothers and all that. To my shame to say, I was not very active in the church as a young man. But it doesn't mean that I ever one day woke up and say I'm not going to church or stuff like that. I had good knowledge of the scripture. Dad always made sure we woke up in the morning, do the prayers in the evening before we go to bed, drill some scriptural concepts in us. But then I was not as blazing as I would have, thinking backwards now, as I would have wanted to be. So if you're a young man here, there is a joy in serving God from your youth. The blessings that comes with it is phenomenal. Don't let yourself miss that opportunity. You sit down there and you bless us with your drumming nonstop. And I go home and I'm singing songs that we sang here. Not because our voices were phenomenal, but because you made it happen. And you, all the keyboards and stuff like that. So if you're a youth out there hearing me today, the service of the Lord is the best thing that you can put your life out to. God does not let us go, even if we reject him. He graciously gives us the offer of a relationship with him. Again and again and again. So when we go backwards, it is there. The offer is there. When we know him and we get cold, he's still there giving us the offer. When we move away from the right path, God is always there. He never tires to say that I have called you and I am no longer bothered with you. No. The offer of salvation is there always. When we accept the offer and begin to align ourselves with God's plan, we begin to understand, and then we will discover the amazing treasures that God has in store for us. When you think about the treasure that God has in stock for us, my friend here is called treasure, and I always go, mm, treasurable treasure. Amazing treasure includes your well-being, includes the peace of mind that you have because there is nobody that gives you better peace than God. It means the quietness and contentment you have in your life, knowing that there is nothing that is beyond you because God has your back. I can go on and on and on. Back to my testimony, moving away from home to higher education, schools and all that, went through the polytechnics, the uni and all that. I grew cold feet to the church, still attending, the, attending church as a social function, go there, sing praises and do all that kind of stuff, but my heart was drifting away. But again, in the same light, I don't know if it's like, how it is happening, I have this burning desire to know God at the same time. Like every young man, I had crush on beautiful looking girls. Sorry, madam. I know you're there listening to me. <laughs> uh, I traded with Kierdo. 
I was sociable. I like reaching out to people. I had my buds. Early days of economic freedom, you know what I mean, everybody who was once a young man. You have the money, you want to enjoy, you go here, you go there. I won't dwell on that because I don't want to gratify the devil this morning. But my moral coding was good. I was hardly influenced by wrong counsel. So even though you're telling me what you think or try to influence me, my nature is I will hear you out, but am I moved? No. So when I do anything wrong, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. Generally speaking, I thought I was a decent bloke halfway. My quest for knowing God at that time was like a burning desire. And I started going through one religion after the other, after the other. I went through Ekanka, read their stories, tried to find out what they are all about. It didn't make any sense. Turned into another religion called In the Light of Truth by Abdul Rashin. Looked through it. It doesn't make any sense. And I turned into the ancient mystic order of Rosie Crusade or Rose and, uh, Rose and Cross. Looked through it. It didn't make any sense. I picked the Quran, English version, of course, because I couldn't read the Arabic version. Read from page to page. Again, didn't really make any sense. The only sense all these religions I'm talking about make, made is that there was Christ in the center of all these religions. And Christianity is the religion that is based on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. So I thought in my even simple mind, what sense does it make going the roundabout when I have the real deal? So if you're out there listening to me this morning, I want you to know that every other religion on earth, go through them, you'll find out that they make reference to Christ. But in Christianity, we know that Christ came died for us, gave us life instead of death. And hence, if you are not convinced naturally in any other way, use your mental senses to realize that there's no better deal than Christ. So someone like me was lucky that that was a Christian. So I didn't have the Paul on the road to Damascus experience. Mine was a gradual process. Grew up knowing about God, knowing the precepts, knowing everything I needed to know. Field, it became a question of a slight shift for me. I could hear my dad always drumming this. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. He quotes Joshua. And I repeat the same today. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Could you do the same, please? Because one thing I find is missing in the modern world is that we give ourselves unto the full service of God and we, left our, we leave our siblings to do what they like. And because they are not grounded in the truth, they are not bothered. We live in a country of plenty. They don't really need God to survive a good life. So how will they know if we do not tell them? So I beseech you if you're hearing me today, and those of us here, you have a sibling who does not know Christ or who is backsliding, make that effort. Pull them close. The Bible says, Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. We need to make that conscious choice to make ourselves available to God. And then we'll come into this beautiful place. I have felt God's presence in my life in so many ways. His peace in the midst of my turmoil. Be rest assured, no matter what situation you're facing, God is there in your life. I'll put this Bible verse up so that you see what he says. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 
It says, no temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he also provides a way so that you can endure. So being a Christian does not mean your life is free of every trouble in life. You're not raised out of earth to become an ethereal being or something. We will still go through the whole process like Christ done. He came, he ate like us, he bared the pain like us, he walks in the sunshine, smoothing, beating, nailed to the cross. He felt all the pain. We are in this life. We will have the fun, we will have the laughter, we will have the ability to love, and also we will share in certain pains. Most of you here knows about my case. So. Because I have prayed some crazy prayers and seen God answer them. One of such prayers was I was, in a, I was living in the, in the village of uh, Newton Moore or close to Avemore. And every resources I earned, before I knew what's happening, before I finish paying my rent, I finish doing this, I am broke again. Begin to eat into my credit card. And I say, God, I can't do this anymore. I want a job that gives me an accommodation with it so that I don't have to waste my money on housing and all that kind of stuff. And like a dream, somebody I knew a while back called me and said, come, can you come in this weekend? And I went and met her. She was a manager of a hotel. Could you start? I said, well, first of all, you need to meet the same salary I'm earning right now. Okay, deal done. But that's not all. You need to give me an accommodation. I don't have, want to pay electricity or pay bills for anything. A house that is furnished and all that. And brethren, believe me, deal done. And I went back home. I was blown away. I said, God, could you answer prayers like this? And this reinforces my faith in Christ. That God, when you cry out to him in all honesty... He does choose to answer you. He does. Because I don't believe that was coincidence. I'll tell you about another silly one. I'm driving through the airport to get and I'm, I've dropped the person I was dropping at the drop-off. And I came to the, where I'm supposed to put the coin in for this thing to open so that I drive away. And I checked and I didn't carry my wallet. See, God, what kind of embarrassment in this? I need a coin. And that thing said, open the door. And I opened the door. What are the chances in the whole wide world that you stand at a toll and you ask God, I don't want an embarrassment. I want a coin to go through. And you open the door and right at, the, at your foot, there is a coin for you to throw in and go through. <laughs> as silly is crazy. But I'm telling you this to let you know that there are certain things that reinforces my faith in knowing that God is having my back at all the times. I don't know what your experiences are, but look through, and when you see such, don't think it's coincidence. Know that God is telling you, look, I got your back. And yet, at other times, I have prayed for serious stuff. And it never happened. Held hand in this church, prayed, whatever is happening to my daughter, let it pass. I didn't. It means God has not, it doesn't mean that God has not heard us. It means that he knows what is best at any given time. So when God is silent, when God has not done anything about what you asked for, do not assume that he has not heard you. It could mean it is not the right time yet, or it could mean it is not the right request. Trusting God gives us peace at all times. Knowing that he knows better than us. That when we ask for his permissive will and he says no, does not mean it's over. Forty days after his um, resurrection, 
Jesus gave us the greatest commission. He says, you will be my witnesses from Jerusalem to Judea. To Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I think, brethren, that is where we should be. Taking that great commission on. Not us just enjoying the fellowship we have in Christ. But also making sure that our loved ones, our peers, and those around us are part of this good deal. Obedience. is very important. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. So we need to be in a place where we have God in our lives. We need to be in a place where we're not just saying, yeah, I believe, and it stops. We move a step further. So the question is, what should we do? In John 1 verse 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or of husband's will, but born of God. Glory. We are children of the Most High God. As he says in Romans 10 from verse 8, it says the word of God is near you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart. This is the message concerning the faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the simple premise. For with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it is within, with your mouth that you profess the faith and are saved, as there is no difference between a Jew or a Gentile, the same Lord is Lord for all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I know without doubt that I am saved. Do you? If you have any doubt in your heart, begin to search it. Begin to move towards that place. I'm running quickly out of time. Ask God for forgiveness. That's the first step. Ask God to guide you. The third one is very important. We go with iron sharpened iron. You need to find some way to fellowship. I recommend a place to you. With Bon Pentecostal Church is a place to be. If you're online, don't stay away, hide away. Come have a relationship with other Christians. That is very key. Study the word of God. As if Pastor Stephen knew what I was going to say, he was emphasizing that a lot today. If you don't know, you're ignorant. But does ignorance justify anybody? So delve into the word anyway. Listen to it, play it in your car, whatever you do. Just get the word in. And finally, ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit of God moves things. It's powerful. When you have the, when you're filled with the Spirit of God, there is this contentment, there is peace. No matter where you go, your job, your house, you have a constant peace and you begin to grow a robust, thick cheek like mine because you're filled with smiling at all times. Nothing phases you. 
I testify to the goodness of God, to his mercy, to his grace, to his love upon my life. So as you begin the journey in this 2022, make a commitment to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. I pray that God will help you. I pray for you. That God's purpose be filled in you. And that you have a wonderful relationship with him this year. I pray that you have success and increase in your life. I pray for God's divine blessings upon you and your family. His protection, his peace, his health, his breath on you. So that you can come alive and live a life and flourish in him. I pray that the grace of God be upon you. And that he continually reveals himself to you. I pray that you have a fulfilled year this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Sams. That was incredible. And uh, a word in season, I really do think. Um, hang on. For the short people amongst us. Um, just wanted to remind people uh, of that uh, interpretation to the message in tongues this morning. If you're not familiar with uh, Gifts of the Spirit, there's a message in tongues. The interpretation was given by myself, and it was really rooted in uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Sams, I think what you've done today is you've given us a an illustration of putting that into practice. And it's, there's been a real coherence in uh, what has been shared today. So I, I just encourage each one of us to put into practice the things that God is saying in our lives. Just going to finish our time uh, with a prayer today. We're going to pray for Eileen as well. Um, if you haven't managed to see that email that I sent out, just to let you know that Jeff passed away uh, during the week. And so we're behind this family and we're behind so many others who know what it feels like to experience loss and grief. And so we're going to pray for them just as we finish off today. And I'm going to pray for us as a congregation. Maybe we can just stand again as we uh, close our time in prayer, if you're able to stand. And maybe even if you're joining us online, you would like to stand uh, just as we close our time in prayer together. Father, we just thank you for the many blessings which you pour out upon our lives. Father, here we are today with health and strength. And Father, we don't take those things for granted. Father, with uh, the things which we need to live our lives. And just as Sam's was saying, they were so blessed in this country. Father, so many people who uh, across our world don't know the, the benefits and the blessings which we enjoy and so, Father, we pray, help us not take those things for granted as we step again into another new year. And, Father, we recognize that for many, uh, this, this day and this year will be a year where they walk in a different way. And, Father, I just pray for Eileen today. Lord, I pray for your comfort and your peace to be upon her. And, Father, for all who are experiencing difficulty. And, Father, we pray that you'd help us to recognize that we don't walk alone Father, that wherever we go, whatever the year holds for us, we can go with you hand in hand into the year. And Father, we can experience your presence. Father, we can experience your peace and the joy which springs up from that relationship that we have with you. And so, Father, lead us, lead us on in these things. Father, for Eileen, I really do pray for your comfort, your peace. And Father, just that a fresh sense of your purpose um, in these difficult days. Father, for us as a church, Lord, we pray that this would indeed be a year of seeing some of those answers to prayers, those breakthroughs that we've been praying for. And Father, that you would just demonstrate your presence in new ways in this church. Father, we pray for each one of us, for our families, for our work situations. Father, whatever is going on in our lives, Father, we pray that you would come and that you would just demonstrate your presence in each one of our lives. And Father, may we have the words to share with others as we go out from this place today. Father, as we step into a new year. Father, as we step into new opportunities, new challenges. Father, whatever the future holds for us, Lord, we know that we can walk 
into that future with you. And so, Father, be with us, be close to us. May your hand be upon us. May your strength be in us. And, Father, we pray that you'd cause us to smile in your presence as we rejoice in the Lord, knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the message which Sam's has brought and shared with us and the encouragement that that has been. Father, for your presence as we have worshipped you. And, Father, we pray that you'd carry, help us to carry just that sense of your presence out into the week that lies ahead of us. And may we know your blessing in Jesus' name. And all God's people said... Amen. Lord bless you.